0: said hold on everybody hold on my name is Les Boogie and welcome to the Les Boogie one-on-one show and tonight this morning this afternoon today we are here once again we're fully loaded what that means is that the whole entire crew is in the building and when I say fully loaded I mean we are fully loaded and I'm glad to be here once again on the Les Boogie one-on-one show we're across platforms y'all we are on WJON Fresh Nation Radio we are on the fever WPVT. And we're going to be on shortly EAJ Radio 1023. So we are we're all across the board, y'all. And I'm happy about that. I want to welcome each and every one of y'all to another edition of the Let's One on One Show. I want to introduce my co-hosts once again. Let them introduce themselves. You know who they are. Start with the, the mistress.
1: Hello, sunshines. Hello, people of positive energy. I am your tribe. We are part of the same wonderful energy and I'm so excited to be here. Happy everything. I hope that you realize that you are loved and uh, appreciated. And if nobody told you how they feel about you, I appreciate you on today. Thank you for listening and thank you for being with us.
0: All right, all right. And my man, oh oh, yeah, he's there. (laughs)
2: That's the comedian
0: tattletales in the building what's going on man
2: i'm here i'm here (laughs) how y'all doing out there let me tell you something i'm feeling feel a little pumped up feel a little pumped up i want to see listen listen let me tell you something i go to see the black at the wakanda forever my african blood is really pumping hard today oh very good movie you must go see it
0: Oh, all right, that sounds good. We're gonna talk about I'm going that.
2: Change my name. I'm going to be I ain't going to be Mbaku from the Jabari tribe. Mm.
0: <laughs> I have a question
1: Do you give it four spears or do you give it five spears?
2: <laughs> I give it ten spears. Oh, that's <laughs> a good show. Okay, well, good. on
1: huh? the Forever. <laughs> all
0: right, we're gonna talk about that. But as always, my man behind the scenes, Mr. Ray Gaviano, the wizard, is in the building. What's up, the Ray?
3: Wizard checking in. Another show, another day, another dollar, the election's over. The big red wave didn't really materialize. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, although the Senate is going to be maintain power with the with the Democrats. The 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 big red wave in in Congress did not materialize. So it's going to be a sharing of power with the Senate, still controlled by the Democrats. The president obviously has his veto pen. And then uh, there was a pickup of seats in Congress, uh, where they will be in control uh, of uh, of the Congress. So it, it and then here in New York State, the Democrat won as governor. Uh, Hochul right. did win, and a lot of people say that the reason why is the women came out, and <clears throat> the the other gentleman Lee uh, Zeldin uh, was, you know, wasn't strong enough in defending a, a right to an abortion. And since Roe versus Wade was overturned recently, a lot of women came out and voted. <clears throat> and did not uh, really appreciate Lee's position on abortion, and so therefore, we re- maintain a Democratic governor in this blue state here in New York.
0: Well, all right, all right, Kathy Hochul, Kathy Hochul, she better do a good job. We're going to hold her accountable too. We're going to hold each no other kidding, of these right? people accountable. That's right. This is no joke. We 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 need trouble. We need. We not not we need trouble. We're in trouble, and mm-hmm. we need to come out of some of this trouble. This inflation, gas is going up again. It's it's fluctuating back and forth. They're playing games. There's a lot of
3: things. You see, oil on. today doubled. Uh, heating oil, unbelievable, doubled uh, from three and change to six dollars and change. So those people that have heating oil in their homes, they're in trouble.
0: I'd be one of them. I'd be one of them. And trust me when I tell you, it's no joke. Gas heat is the best thing. And I'm telling anyone, if you can convert to gas, do that. You'd not only save money, but it's more convenient. You don't have to call anybody. You don't have to truck pull up to your house and put something in a tank. You don't have to make any. It, it's ridiculous. And the, and where and I you live, see I, how this cold weather just came in? Yeah, it's, the area. Listen, it's cold in New York. Listen, listen, the area where I live in, there is no gas. There's no gas heat in this particular area. This entire area. It's not offered. It's not offered. It's not here, period. So we are all wow. subjected to mm. oil. So can you imagine you talk about you talking about 100 gallons and it's times whatever the amount of oil is per gallon. So you mm. could pay mm-hmm. 100 gallons might be four hundred dollars, depending on how no, it much could be more than that. Is. More, more than, than, that, more, than, more than that. that. You know, there was a time yeah, it when was more than that. Yeah, there was a time when it was like maybe two two thirty or or uh, one fifty nine. Okay, cool. But now it's ridiculous. So get your hood on. Bundle up. Get your, get your beanies on. You have to save some energy. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, you have to make a public announcement. Listen, when you come to my house, I will provide you with a blanket. Don't ask me about the thermostat.
3: <laughs> you got that right. I, got, I, don't, get, I don't miss the whole reality of, of putting oil in the tank. LJ knows what I'm talking about. right? right. You,
0: you right. will get. A,
1: but, you will get a blanket and some tea. Sit down
3: here we go well it's cold it's
0: cold out tonight right now. I'm... look look i'm getting started right now
4: got Ten your liters. tea <laughs> got a drink
0: you know what i'm saying come on you got to conserve you got to conserve you know you just can't turn it on and then you if you're dealing with you know your hot water and you, it's just you it's know, home is, is is tough
3: it's, it's really worse. i think it's harder to deal with the winter with the energy <laughs> costs than the summer do you do you think well, i'm absolutely. right
0: the air condition is cool. You know, I got central central air. It's all good. But when it comes to this heat and all of that, oh, my goodness. And then the fact that, you know, we're in New York, snow, shoveling, yeah. you know, it's I'm, I'm, I'm a young man out to projects. OK, my big dream is, oh, get that home. Now I say, oh, wait a minute. Be careful what you ask for. But it's all good. Tattletale know what I'm <laughs> talking about. But
1: owning a home is one of the best
0: ways yeah. to leave legacy.
1: So oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm just joking. So no, 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 no. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you got that. And I'm glad that you are an example of like it can happen for a, a, a kid from That's around right. the way. And, right. and the other part yeah. about that is that we just have to be mindful of how we spend our money. This holiday, you know, I was talking to Les earlier about the fact that the holidays are typically a time where people tend to get depressed for whatever reason, you know? And um, I I think that people should not give themselves that pressure. If you don't have it, don't do it. Your wealth is not contingent on how much you spend. Your wealth is contingent on the love that you have surrounding you. Um, And if you don't have love surrounding you, you create that for yourself. You be the change that you need in this world, in this universe. Um, Even with buying stuff, um, listen, If you don't got little kids and even if you did, I don't buy nothing for my nephews and and nieces because I treat them good all year round. Like you want what? You can wait for it. You'll get it. Um, And they know that because every time they come to my house, I have a bag for them. So the holidays, you don't need to get anything because I'm not I'm not on that. I'm I'm just not. Um, And I'm a giver, but I'm not doing that.
0: (laughs) I feel feel like let me let me ask each and every one. I'm going to start with you, Ray. I'm going to start with you your feelings of the holidays when the holidays comes and I want everybody to be as honest as they can. When the holidays come upon you, Ray, what
3: are your feelings? How does it affect
0: you? What do you go through?
3: Uh, yeah, I have mixed feelings. I don't come from a big family and these are big family events. So I, you know, uh, I'm not a big proponent or fan of the holidays per se. Uh, I was just with family over the weekend, oddly enough. And, uh, you know, uh, my sister and I were discussing that very notion and we both have a mixed feelings about the holiday. If you don't have a lot of kids, I mean Christmas is for kids for the most part, uh, Thanksgiving. Okay. That's a little different, which is next coming up in about a a week or so. Uh, so I have mixed feelings about it to be quite frank with you. That'll tell.
2: Ooh, wow. Um, being completely honest, I really don't engage in the European holidays. Um, number one, the, it, it it does nothing for my culture, who who I am as a person. It does nothing for me. Um, I have a big family that really love each other. When somebody's in trouble, you know, everybody's always there. Uh that's what I'm used to from my, from my father's side of the family. And it's interesting because when we were little, uh when my mother, you know, she felt really, really bad because, you know, she had health issues. She would always say to us, she said, if anything ever happens to me, you go to your father's people because they'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what, you know, I was raised with. Uh, my father's family, they always kept the African roots, you know, for, uh, we're of the Igbo nation. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've always kept, kept that. We always kept that. So when it comes to Thanksgiving, Christmas. Nah, you know, you know, some of us do it. Some of us don't, but it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a big thing with us. Right. It's not a big thing with us. Cause we talk to each other every day. I got a cousin, my father's side of family. They know what I'm going through. So every morning they text me every morning without, without fail. And, uh, I love that. I mean, this, this family, you know, it, it's, it's so much, it's so much love. Okay.
0: Well, you know, everybody, uh, Wow. That's, that's amazing. Different strokes for different folks. Consuelo, how does it affect you personally, the holidays? Personally,
1: it doesn't because I'm not, um, uh, and I don't mean this to be offensive here in my heart. I'm not buying into the matrix in regards to what I have to have or what needs to be done. My traditions are to love. And that's 365 days. (laughs) So I also don't subscribe to that bat channel.
0: I just don't. I got you.
1: All right. Well,
0: I guess it's my turn. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Look, traditionally, um, my family, we've celebrated Christmas. We've celebrated each holiday, Mm -hmm. you know, coming up, your grandparents, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins. And it was always, it was always a good time. It was always a good time to get family together under special conditions not that we were not together but just to get it was something different about the holidays and one thing I did like about the holidays which I'm not gonna lie about I hmm. did like being off from school because it was something special <laughs> about that Christmas vacation oh What I'm saying it was something special about that because there was there was some parties going on and it was like you go see your little girlfriend and, and, and you exchange that little gift when you're young. And, 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 you know, it was just something, some something some real cute about that. Something real, real romantic about that, you know, snow and you, you know, you're walking in the snow and, you know, I kind of like bought into all of that. And that's the only thing about getting older. When you start to learn the world and what it's truly about when you're a child, when you're a child, when you're a, a child, and then you grow into a teenager, and then you grow into manhood or womanhood, you know you tend to understand what's really happening, and 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 unfortunately, it robs you of the innocence that you once wanted, that you once had, you mm-hmm. know that, you know, sugar spice and everything is nice and 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 all those kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of robs you of that, and and to be honest with you, I like cowboy movies. You know, I, I I like I like watching, you know, the Love Boat back in the day, and 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 Mannix, and and Kojak and 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 Little, and and Leave It to Beaver, and all these little you know all these little things that reminded me of a great childhood. I, I'm not going to forget those. I'm not going to say, well, you know, now that I know what time it is, you know, none of that stuff matters. All of that was a part of who I am, and That's... it does matter. It does matter to me. Mm-hmm. Going to ride Playland up there in Marinette. That was that was big. That was big for us. Going to going going on on a Fourth of July picnic and all all that stuff was really 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 my experiences and that's what I did. So when it comes to the holiday, right? When it comes to the holiday, I always wanted to go to one of those. One of those you know you see on the hallmark right you see hallmark they got the hallmark movie right and i always wanted to go up there and, and be in the ski lodge and and then and the in the in the, the and the tea and the the, ch- the hot chocolate and they and you got <laughs> your ugly sweat on and and you're on the slopes you know just romanticizing of what life the fantasizing of what life could be but really isn't if you understand what I'm saying because mm-hmm. that's not that's not reality and as you grow, you get to understand that. But sometimes you just don't want to, sometimes you want to go back. And I tell kids all the time, don't rush to get old. Facts. Right. Don't rush mm-hmm. to get old because this is not easy. You oh, understand three. what I'm saying? This is not easy paying your bills. And this it, it kind of, and it kind of hardens you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes away some of that joy, some of that joy. So I think for a lot of people, the holidays kind of brings back not so much in the now, but what, but what, uh, how can I put it? Once was what was in the past, it kind of mm-hmm. brings it back. It kind of makes you remember. Yeah, people get nostalgic
1: back. during this time. Yeah, absolutely. You get a
0: little nostalgic, yes. But also now, on the flip side, the loved ones that are no longer here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, and we talked about this, go through a major, depression Depression. yes sir and 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 not not because they don't have people around so you could be in a crowd and still be lonely facts you see what i'm saying it's a mindset it's it's you know you're missing your 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 parents you're missing Mm -hmm. if you had a wife or a husband that's no longer around a child these are
4: normal things things
0: are just a part of that seriousness of life that i'm talking about you know and then you see A person that, like, well, why are you not smiling? Why are you not happy? They have their reasons. And it's not a good time for everybody. That's why you see people shut down. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to you in the new year. They don't want to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm encouraging anyone that is listening to this broadcast that if you are one of those people, my suggestion is to try to talk to somebody about it because if you keep it stuffed in it's going to tear you apart you got to go through what you got to go through but at the end of the day you know um you're not alone and then i think about those who are homeless i think about those who and i don't believe in just feeding someone because it's thanksgiving Mm -hmm. or it's christmas now you want to give somebody a meal you know the guy that asks you for a dollar or two and he's, he's wiping your windows and you want to curse him out during the course of the year, but now you want to give him a dollar because it's, it's Christmas time. That's not why, you know, that's not cool. You don't do that. You know, and I think of how fortunate, the other thing that I think about is how fortunate I truly am. Because it didn't have to be this way. Say so. And that's real so, talk. It does not have to be this way. It could be a whole lot different for all of us. I don't care what you're going through. It did not have to be this way. You could be sick, because a lot of people are. You could be depressed. You could be homeless. You could be jobless. You could be relationshipless. You could be alone. But you. Well, know what? Oh, that's me. Always, <laughs> but it can always get worse though, and that's the thing about it. Trap doors have no, no, no. You can always fall through another trap. Right. Instead of thinking about what we don't have, we need to be grateful. Attitude of gratitude. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
4: Because
0: when you wait at the end of the day, the only thing that's really promised to you is that you live and then you die.
1: Go ahead, Bishop.
0: You feel me? Mm -hmm. So we got to be very, very careful Mm -hmm. about our complaints. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I said we we grow. And that's the lesson I've learned. And no matter what I go through, no matter what it is, no matter what it might be, Talk about no stress. I, I don't have time for that. I try to keep that as a, a, at a low level. You know, I let people now. It took a long time, right, for me to let people be where they're at, mm-hmm. and that's a skill. That's not something that I learned, and I just came out the box with it because I couldn't understand why certain people was doing what they were doing, even to this day. But I have to let people be where they need to be for themselves, mm-hmm. whether I like it or don't like it. And that's, right. and that's a learned skill because we don't agree with it. Well, why are you doing that? And why is they doing this? And why is that one doing this? You should do this. <laughs> right. That. Because we I think that we know better. I we know better this. than somebody else. But at the <laughs> right. end of the day, you got to let people be where they're at. And right. things are subject to mm-hmm. change. Everything changes. People
1: are peopling. People are doing the best that they can under the circumstances and the influence and the information that they've been given. Everybody doesn't process the same way you process. We'd like to think that one and one is always going to equal two. Sometimes it equals five.
0: Right. This is true. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times I tell people, "Hey, why don't you know? Don't 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 let that bother you." But that's their makeup. I might mm-hmm. I might be on some other stuff, man. I may be able to handle things, and another person can't. And that kind of gets me because I'm not going to bug myself out about things I can't control.
1: Right. And this is why we have to give one another our self-grace and other people grace as well. We have to be patient with ourselves first and then we can be patient with, uh, you know, other people. And once you realize that literally people are trying to do the best that they can, it puts it in perspective. Let me be easy with them or let me try to be encouraging because, you know, one word one sentence can change someone's whole attitude or disposition. And when you say, how are you? And you actually wait to hear it and you mean it, or you'd be like, come here, let me give you a hug. I haven't seen you in a while. And you would embrace them with love. People feel that. They may not remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel.
0: True, True, indeed. You know, it's not easy. But but you know, at the end of the day, we must must, uh, learn patience and tolerance. Mm-hmm. it's it's not easy and i'm not saying that i've mastered it um what i've learned to do though is i feel that i have given a lot mm-hmm. right i feel i've given a lot and somebody else somebody else may not feel that way but i know what i've done in terms of helping other people right somebody else might not feel that way but i know what i've sacrificed you know um in my career you know, I'm a certified substance abuse counselor. I helped a lot of people. Helped a lot of people. And it wasn't just for the money. You know, we gave of ourselves, we gave of our time, and we were rewarded for it, right? But some people may not feel you don't see, you don't see the reward because mm-hmm. they don't say thank you. Not everybody. Right. You might get one or two that says, hey man, thank you. Or you might see them doing better and they say that that alone tells you that maybe something you said to them is okay. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, all you can really do is do your best. You know, and let people be people but I can't stand I'm going to be honest now. (laughs) Go ahead now. Go ahead, brother. Talk about it. I can't stand there and just watch foolishness go on. I just can't do it. So I've learned to do what? <clears throat> remove myself
1: okay, from the okay. equation. You know what? You that's str- that's the strongest. I was gonna thing. say I... that.
2: I was gonna yeah. say that you just you just move yourself from the equation. If you don't like that type of company, don't judge them because number one, they already been judged. They are who they are. You just remove yourself from that t- company. That's what I do. I'm not gonna argue with people, you know. Mm-mm. See you later. That's right. That's fact, another note, You know what I hate? I, I hate when you invite people to your home, mm. and they want to bring their little badass kids with them. You yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I got a sign at my door. I let people know. I said, be- according to <laughs> the of social services, my home is not a safe environment for children. So you bring your kids <laughs> here, they might not be leaving. And if you say something, I'll bury you in the backyard too.
1: <laughs> oh, also, like too, you You've done it before. Okay, now I know. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: That, where you think that joke about those two shovels came from <laughs> i'm not even mad with you
1: well listen i do shake other people's kids y'all stop playing with me i'm not auntie stop sit down stop playing with me <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy everybody stand by for a moment we're going to take a break and we'll be right back the let's Boogie one-on-one show right here on the fever one-on-one 5 wpvt stand by five Okay, welcome back to the Let's Boogie One show right here on the Fever, 101.5 WPVT, and also on Fresh Nation Radio, WJRN. And we're back with our special guest is in the house. Let's welcome Mr. Chris Curry, entertainer, producer, and so many of other so titles. I, he's going to tell you who he is. Mr. Chris Curry's in the building. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, brother? Everything's wonderful. How's
5: everything with you?
0: Everything is great. Everything is great. great. Before great, we get started. Great. I want to introduce, if you don't know, Miss Consuelo, Patricia Pope, my co-host. Hi.
1: Hello. Nice to meet you. So excited that we have you here on today. I can't wait to pick
5: your brain. Oh, <laughs> boy. I'm sure it sounds like you say that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, just you today. <laughs> <Okay>. Wink, wink. <laughs> there
5: you go.
0: Today. That's right. And then my brother right here, the comedian, Mr. Tattletales in the building. What's up, Tattletale? Yeah. The Chris one and Curry.
2: only Tattletale. How you doing, Chris? I'm wonderful, time to tell. That's when good, man, you know, we, we, we've crossed paths so many times in the past, but we've never formally introduced. All the time we cross paths, man. Okay. That got one of Lincoln and Maurice's show. Okay. Shows, know, uh, with Evan Wells, whatever. All uh-huh. right. Well, we like, so now,
5: so now we've been formally but,
2: introduced. You know, introduced so, yep. Yep. So y'all, uh, <clears> Mr. <throat> Chris Carey, um, Mr. A-Tail. <laughs> right, there you
0: go. And then, listen, Chris, we have, uh, producer of the show, Mr. Ray Caviano, R.C. Fresh Records.
5: Yes. Fresh Entertainment. Ray, Chris Carey's in the building. Good evening, hey, Chris. How are you doing this evening? Everything uh, good? Everything's great. Good talking to you again. I remember you.
3: Yeah, yeah okay. Very good. i am been on the scene here. Take a look and keep on ticket And, uh, Glad to have you on the show tonight.
5: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Okay. Now first okay. Things, first,
0: first <clears throat> things first, Chris, I want to know, I want to know, I was filling the other team in about you, but I can't tell your story better than you can. I know from what I know, this is what I know of you. I okay. know that you are a singer. I know you've been with several groups. I know that you are a producer. I know that you put music out and I was telling them about a lot of the ensemble cast of entertainers that you have put together to create some of the music you put out. And I also know about your your passion for this stop the violence that's been going on with our young people. I know a lot about that, that you have a lot to do with that there in Jamaica, Queens, and probably other places as well. What I want to do now is I want you to tell us, I want you to take us back so, a young Chris Curry, how this all got started, your journey, and, and just fill us in on who you are, brother.
5: Okay, so uh, let, 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 let me go back to my entertainment journey, which really began in the United States Army,
4: oh, okay.
5: um, dealing with the Bob Hope um, situation that he, he would have going over to Vietnam. Really? And so what what I was doing at that time, Um, I was a medic in 1966 in the United States Army, and we were over in in Germany getting ready to ship out. And this was my way of not going over to the place where a whole lot of my brothers weren't coming back. So, Mm
4: -hmm.
5: I mean, I hadn't really done a lot of singing other than in church. But I sang my butt off that night. I was I was a James Brown fool. I was pulling out all stops. Wow. So um I d di- I didn't make that cut, but the guy was so in 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 enthused about how I handled myself and how I was handling everybody else back safe. So I became the um the assistant producer for for the tour. Really? Uh, yeah. So from there when I got out of the military, I mean I um began singing at the Apollo Theater, where <clears throat> my group, the premieres, won four times in a row, Acapella singing a cappella singing a, a fabulous song, Old Man River, oh. um, at the Apollo, won four times. And then we got called up by Jack Bart from Universal Attractions to head up a new recording company that came into existence, which called AFCO Embassy. Mm, okay. Well, this is where the plot thickens. <clears throat> he offered us a contract that Friday and wanted us to sign it. And I was smart enough to say, hey, listen, why can't you know we take it home, look it over, and we're yeah. gonna bring it back Monday? He said, no. Really? And I said, wait a minute, what? You know, I you know, I I I hung around with Frankie Lyman and Sherman Gons of the Teenagers and understood those horror stories. So I said, I need I at least need to read it. I mean, I'm young, but I said, I, I wanna be able to do the correct thing for us. So we came back, Um, he said no, but I came back that Monday anyway with the contract. He said, no, I'm sorry, you know, I already signed a group out of Philadelphia um, and their first record that they came out with, you know, um, <clears throat> that they put on, AFCO Embassy, but they had already recorded was a song called You're a Big Girl Now by Russell Tompkins with the stylistics. So they basically stepped into where the the, the offer that was given to us. Um, Looking back on it years later, which is like we were 50 years later, it perhaps was a good move for, for me and for the fellas I was with based on what Jack Bart did to the stylistics. Wow,
0: isn't that something? The stylist is Russell Topkins, huh? Yep, and they, that's they, they,
5: yeah, yeah. We were giving their first offering. Wow, because uh, because um, um, Russell and them they were managed by by a guy who's who's really really a good guy, uh, Marty Bryant, and Jack bought, bought literally bought the um, the stylistics from Marty for quite a few thousand dollars. And then Marty became the road manager instead of the manager.
0: Well, isn't that something? Now, Chris, where where, where were you from originally? Where are you from?
5: Um, Jamaica, Queens.
0: Oh, you are from Jamaica, Queens.
5: Okay. Yeah, you're born in Queens General Hospital, raised on South Road and 165th Street. South Road. South Hmm. Road.
0: Famous South Road.
5: (laughs) Right up up from the bucket of blood. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) A lot of things went on on South Road.
0: Oh my
4: goodness. (laughs) Wow! So
0: you've seen it all. You've seen oh, it all yeah. through the years in Jamaica. Oh,
4: absolutely!
5: Wow! So Starting all the way back with Dennis Capstan, which you can ride all over Jamaica Queens for a dollar.
0: <laughs> I know that's right. So listen now. So now we're at the Apollo. You don't sign this contract. What happens next?
5: Oh, I mean, I, I, I just, I just moved on. We began doing a lot of shows, singing. Um, <clears throat> I began working with with um some of my some of the other acts, um Eddie Kendricks, I was hanging around him a lot. This other fellow named Gene Viali, who was with um James Cleveland. And, okay. and, and basically, you know, just working a regular job. And, and, and that was that was basically it until I went over to um, New Jersey and began hanging out with some some cats from over in South Ozone Park. And Ended up over at um, Sylvia and Joe Robinson's place ah. in 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 Jersey. Um, <clears throat> Mark Green was there, who was the original singer of Love Heart. No, um, uh, not Love. The other one. Um, what was the first song by The Moments?
2: Um, oh yeah, The Moments. Yeah, yeah, look yeah, at me. yeah. No, nah, the very
0: first that. song
5: uh. it was before
2: that.
0: No, you
5: got me on that one. Yeah, I I, I can't. um, um, I think it was was, a stone. And when you name me, my husband. Right, right. Not on the outside.
2: It was not on on the outside. outside. That was their first.
5: That was their first song. That song was recorded by a lot of folk who were not the moments at the time. And and after the song became a hit, then she was putting a group together. Um, Things didn't work out with Mark. And because of that, you know they they were able to get um Al and Billy and Harry and and created the moments, which is why they own the name. Exactly. Um,
0: <clears throat> so this is before this is before Al and Billy and Ray. Oh yeah. Yes. So who was the moment? Who, who recorded the, the 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 music first? I know it was Mark Green. I saw it's some Mark other Green. names.
5: Um, I I I don't know all the cats who were there because it was a lot of. It okay, for lack of a better term from what I was witnessing, mm-hmm. it, it was like if I was to get <clears throat> you together with 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 the four of us, and I say, Hey, I got a song, let me see what it sounds like. Right. So we go right. to the studio, we kick it and we we'll say, Oh, this is pretty good, you know. Yeah. All yeah. right. And 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 you put it out, and next thing you know, is a hit. You say, Wait, I gotta put a group together I got to you. be able to cover what I already recorded. I got you.
0: Yeah. Sylvia and them was something else, man. They was something oh, yeah. else over there. Oh
5: yeah, they yeah. had
0: a reputation. That's for they sure. They had
5: a reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
0: indeed. Yep. Yes, indeed. So go ahead. Now your journey. You're over there in ozone. You're, you're in Jersey doing your thing. And what's happening yeah. next?
5: All right. So so then I decided to go go back to school on my GI Bill, and went to school, began learning something. Call myself being in school to to utilize money at night. Is a job, and then I realized, hey, wait a minute, I'm learning something here. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> and and then my focus basically was on you know I went and got married, had a son, and that was my focus on the family. Right. Um, and then just 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 hanging around Earl at the time, Earl Monroe and basketball, Monroe, and just yes. playing.
4: Okay. And okay. you know,
5: uh, still playing today. A whole lot of them cats already stopped, and I'm matter of fact, I had a good game this past Sunday. You know, three, I mean halfway. I'm, I'm gonna
0: get to that basketball
5: stuff. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm get so to that. Uh, so from there that that basically was it. And then I've been getting working in plays and doing a lot of production work, and then I started my own company down the line called So You Wanna Be a Star, which I allowed a lot of people the opportunity to not only fulfill their dreams of singing, but also if they um, practice, did the homework assignments and in, in, in the whole bit, I put them on stages and platforms where they would be able to shine with the type of, of, of talent that they have, whatever it was. So yeah. that was my whole thing. I always wanted to be of service to those who did not have the the opportunities to have the stage. So throughout my life, I always did that. Always did
0: that. Yeah. Now, I saw, um, I saw the thing, want to be a star. Um, name some of the people, because you've, you've dealt with a lot of individuals that we know okay. that have come through the <clears throat> ranks with you. Can you name some of them?
5: Okay. Um, well, my most famous person was a gentleman by the name of Landau Eugene Murphy, Jr. And who was um, that? West Virginia. He was <laughs> a 2011 grand prize, $1 million winner, of NBC TV, America's Got Talent. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you remember the tall gentleman with the dreads, and they told him to take the gum out of his mouth.
0: No, I don't remember that. But uh, wow, that's 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 yeah, amazing. Yeah, okay. yeah, he
5: had gum in his mouth, and you know, um, <clears throat> he got up there and he sang a Frank Sinatra song, and he just blew him away. Really? Mm. Yeah. But you would never tell by looking at him. Now, in in classes. I would always, you know, he he was always singing the temptation song, you know, stuff that everybody did, Motown and the whole thing. And then in between one of our breaks, he was fooling around with a Frank Sinatra song and he sounded good. I said, hey, that's where your focus should be, not mm. on what everyone else is doing, because everyone in the class was doing what you're doing, but you have a unique talent here. Let's nurture that talent. And the rest is history. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Evan came through the class. I know you know Evan Willis. Evan Willis, yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. The gentleman who's with um, Elaine Sawyer's Blue Magic. Oh, really? Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, he got sick with that that year at, at, at the R&B weekend. Yeah, he came through the class. I, definitely, I know you're talking
0: about. I know you're talking about. Yeah.
5: yeah. Um,
0: quite a few people. So you 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 did voice lessons? That was you did that as well, right? That you was my to main
5: to thing because my whole thing, even now, um, everyone can sing. It may not be what you want to hear. We <laughs> all can wait, sing, wait but <laughs> I showed I showed folk how whatever you sound like, if we nurtured it and utilize it, there's always an audience for your sound. Mm. If you sing, hey, I'm an old cowhead from the Rio Grande, you know, you might say, damn, that sounds terrible. Yeah. There's always someone out there who just might say, hey, he sounds good. And you all witness this on radio and TV all the time. Where we would say, damn, had they, because they got an audience. And if you have an audience, you can garner a lot of success in this industry as well as money. Wow. Wow.
0: That's amazing.
5: Spoken
1: like a real coach, spoken <laughs> like a real vocal coach. I can appreciate everything that you just said. Well, yeah. I don't know if you saw me. You was like, everyone could uh, sing, and I was like, let me turn my head. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, but and, you want to know something, what you're saying is true. I think everyone does have a voice, and it's a matter yeah. of of being able to cultivate it. So mm. you started from feast or family. You was like, let me start singing. yeah and and then you started to become well not started you developed uh into (coughs) a a coach and a mentor obviously and when you do this what is your agenda what what are the what are the key four things that you would say to any student of yours as you're coaching them vocally
5: well first of all they have to be willing to dedicate themselves to what they consider their passion mm-hmm. if you're in here just to say well i think no 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 it's not about you thinking it's about do you feel that you can succeed in doing this are you willing to get better because mm-hmm. the guarantee that i have with everyone who pays their money and at the time it was 99 dollars for a month i said i guarantee you to make you a better singer if i don't i give you your money back. Wow. So at the okay. end of four sessions, everyone always got better. Now, fourth session is not going to make you a fabulous singer, but it's the stepping stones for the next session.
4: Right.
5: All my initial sessions had like 30 or 40 people. <clears throat> my second session, which was the um, advanced session, sometimes came up with three or four people. Out of 30 people. Why is that? Well, I go back to my military training, which is, these are the steps. This is how we do it. Either you can do it and you're going to do your homework and I'm on you with it. And if you can't, it's on you. So at the end of those four sessions, people realize, hey, I'm not really into this. Mm -hmm. If I can't get through these four sessions with how Mr. Curry's teaching me, how do I feel that I can make it in the bigger and the wider and the more advanced world of the entertainment industry? So that's why only three or four people would say, hey, I'm willing to take the next steps of the class.
0: <clears throat> okay. Okay.
5: Oh, yeah. But, I, but I, I, was, I was a task maker and I was fierce. And I, and I, and I must say, I'm great at what i do doing in that respect. Not good. I'm great okay
0: I feel that you gotta have confidence we talked to a young man last, last week and he was talking about having confidence and he was mm-hmm. cocky but he said he was cocky in a good way mm-hmm. because he knew what he was doing He was and he was confident so right. you, yeah you have to have that commitment and you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. have confidence that you know what you're doing out here man because it's a lot of people that you know I hear you know I've, I've been around and I see a lot of people and I tell everybody there's a lot of good singers out here there's a lot of people that can sing Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be stars. No. See, that's the difference of being taking it all away and having the ability. Exactly. I think, what are you going to do with the ability that you have? Are you going to nurture it? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of competition out here. Fierce. You know? Exactly. What's your thought on that, uh, Chris, in terms of what makes a star? And when I say a star, I'm not talking about money. What makes someone shine? really shine with the gift that they're
5: given. Okay. Are you talking about in reality or industry? Both. Give me, give me. Okay. Because, um, stars are made. You see natural talent, you know, you, you're given you could take that talent and never become a star in, 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 in the industry's lights, But then again, on your own platform, you can be a star within the context of your family, your school, your neighborhood, your community, and and within yourself. So being a star, basically, it starts with yourself, Mm -hmm. within yourself. I'm a star down here in, in, in my studio right here by myself. You think I have a whole choir because if I hit a good <laughs> note and whatnot, I'm like, oh, shit, did you
4: hear that? <laughs> yeah, man, I heard that.
5: Wow, you really came to... Yeah, yeah. And you be, be listening. <laughs> Who's on there with you? No one but me, myself, and I. Right, Why? Right. I'm celebrating and pat myself on the back and having a hallelujah good time because of the gift that I got and I'm enjoying it. And if no one right. else enjoys it, shame on them. Right, right. Because <clears throat> I, mean, I had yeah, someone... I had someone, you know, and I know, and I'll leave them name um, 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 nameless who told, who, who said I couldn't sing. The audience said they don't never want to see me on stage again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, is that your way of saying something? You know, and that's why you never saw me up on the stage singing anymore. But I know one thing, um, <clears throat> And I had this conversation with Eddie LaVert before he got ill, and that is you were in a position with the right people, with the right time, at the right place. Because I remember when you began singing with Eddie O.J., and things were happening then, when you were opening for the five stance ups at the RKO Alden on Jamaica Avenue. Mm, all right. Wow. You just happened to get with the right folk in Philly, Kenny and Gamble, and, 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 Le- and Leon and everyone else to give you the right material to do the right thing so now you have the nerve to come out 40 years later and call yourself producing your own cd which was not good why didn't you call me you know i'm a master at arranging and producing music eddie
1: wow (laughs) Uh sip the tea (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, because, well, Chris, you don't have the name that's going to get us. what you, Yeah, but I'm a fierce uh, arranger. I good. can take stuff and flip it around and whatnot, and you won't even recognize it. And there's things I've done recently where you wouldn't know it's the same song. Wow. I did wow. an arrangement right now on Smokey Robinson's Ooh Baby Baby. You wouldn't recognize it. Dude. Really? Wow. Because... Wow. I like oh no, that. you wouldn't know. If I if I played this for you, you say, what the heck? Man, I get down because <laughs> <clears throat> what Smokey did back then, it, it, you can't touch. It was fabulous. Mm. But when you listen to the words of Ooh Baby Baby, he did it too cute. Right. If you're listening to the storyline and the lyrics and what he's trying to accomplish with the young lady, no man. And no guy going to go up to no young lady and say the way you said it, you got to get down in the grit and the grind. You got to get funky with that. Ooh, you know, for her to forgive you. So I flipped all that music around and it is, I'll let you hear it when, when, when I get the right lead to do it. <clears throat> I got you. I got you on that. You know what? Being that you said that
0: you've got a song that I heard, and I don't know if this is your latest but I believe it might be, weekend of love.
5: Yes, that, that's that's my latest arrangement on on love how me. I do those songs, and I I've been doing those kind of arrangements for at least the last thirty years. <clears throat> I'm, aware. I'm aware. Yeah, at least thirty years, because you had, they're, they're all on my CDs, so that's why I had to I had to correct. Bowlegged Lou of, of of Full Force when he was saying, oh, Chris, did you hear DJ Cassidy what he was doing? Oh, man, isn't that? Come and I'm on. like, come on, Lou! Where have you been? You haven't listened to my CDs? The only thing he did was take it and put it on Zoom with all the right.
0: acts. And now he, and everybody think he's an originator.
5: Yeah, myself, my I'm 30 <laughs> years old. Pull out my CDs. You can see how I was mixing that music and songs up. Which is no different than what you heard on Weekend of Love.
0: There you go. Now, listen, we're going to do this right now. We're not going to even wait any longer. I'm going to play that weekend of love right now. So oh. they can get an idea of what you're talking about, how you flip it, how you mix it, how you arrange it. We're going to do that right now. y'all.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Listen, I appreciate
0: it. Mr. Chris Curry. It's called weekend oh. of love and it features who's featured on this, Chris.
5: <clears throat> on that you have, um, Traviso Milner, he's on, he's on, on the keyboards. Um, Martinez Little, um, Kevin Owens, you know, of Ray Brown and Luther, um, and, and 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 Carol Cooper. Carol Cooper. Here we go. Carol Chris Cooper. Curry. Oh, okay,
3: good.
5: Chris
0: Curry, weekend of love, y'all. There we go.
5: Left my baby. Since I left my baby oh.
6: The only kind that means a thing to me. Don't wanna love, you have to tell me about that kind of love, and I can sure do without. I can sure do without. Tonight is the first night of our weekend celebration. You say. We're gonna have a good time And I, I know we will I'm not nervous My body's tingling
4: Somebody
6: loves you back Baby, let's cruise away from here Music, take your mind Come on, let's release and you will fly We're gonna fly away, thank you going my way And I love it when we're cruising together Cruising is made for love, cruising is made for love And I love it when we're cruising together too much, never too much, never too much. But never too much. Never too much, never too much, never too much. No, 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 I know about-
0: I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, that weekend of love, Mr. Chris Curry. Thank you. And I yeah, see a lot of memories
2: up in there too. A lot,
4: right. right. yep. in
2: sumo, a lot of memories. That's right. Yeah, That's what
0: I'm talking about. I'm gonna bring in Ray Caviano right now. He is president of RFC Fresh Records. And uh, Ray, what? What? Come on,
3: brother.
4: Well, that, 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 that
3: If that's a, that's a hell of a throwback. Take you down memory lane. All kinds mm-hmm. of feelings. Yes. Good production, good singing, good vocals. Thank you. Uh, good arrangements. Actually. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, was it intended to, uh, in a sense, have a real throwback type song with this particular recording?
5: Well, <clears throat> the orchestration and the strings and everything, Travis and I sat down and he kind of pulled together the the old string feeling that, that you have with the sound of Philly right. back in the day, the, that whole string arrangement. Um, I came up with this storyline, I said, you know, how do weekends of love usually what what does it consist of? So I was able to grab different pieces of songs so that within the context of what you heard, it it, it was a story. It was like a journey from the first lyric all the way to the end. There was a story in between with each of those. So putting it together so that we can kind of, one, capture your imagination Bring back the good feelings, which 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 brings up all of those 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 wonderful memories that you have. Oh, that's compile, right.
3: I'll, ta- I'll take you there, right? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and compile <laughs> it
5: all in one. You know, so now you got all of that in one song to be able to have a good feeling, a good thought about what it was yesterday and what it is today, which is why we did the kind of string arrangements with some of the bass lines there right. of today. Uh, so now, how long is this particular uh, recording out? Oh, was, was, when was this record released? Maybe two months ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's
3: relatively new, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I because I saw. I think I saw it on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Right.
5: Yes. Yeah. And yes. Uh,
3: um, Carol Cooper is that the same Carol Cooper who was a background singer in in uh, Change? with Luther Vandross and uh, yes. uh, Tanya Willoughby and yes. all those. Oh, okay. So she's and still yeah. doing her thing. She's been around oh, yeah. a long time, right?
5: Yes, yes. Yeah. That was her in the end doing all those female vocals <laughs> on I'll Take You There. Right, exactly.
3: Yes, I, <laughs> I picked up on that because uh, she I had an album change with Luther Vandross. Yes. And uh, that was a whole composite of different singers, Carol being one of them and uh, what yes. have you. Now, let me ask you just in terms of, promotion and marketing. You talked about earlier, uh, reaching an audience. I think that's how you put it. How do you intend with this single, especially with the state of the the music industry and it's hard to get airplay on urban contemporary radio, you know, it's not like it was when we had Frankie Crocker back in the day and that type of thing. How how do you intend to, uh,
5: what's your strategy
3: in terms of reaching an audience with this particular
5: track? I'm sitting down doing my mind, and having um Les Boogie give me a call and say, hey, you know, we're gonna have you on. So there it is, you. you see <laughs> so it starts. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, but obviously, hand, obviously, hand, obviously hand, that worked. See? Yeah, yeah. I, I I had to do the mind thing. But um, <laughs> but but realistically, I I have no idea. This this industry is so different than when I was doing a lot of stuff with Isaac Hayes and we were on the mm. air and and we, we would allow things in, in the synergy in Frankie Crocker back in the day to now. I mean, I can call up some some program directors and they, they don't even have control over what they have on the playlist at all. Hmm. And and my understanding now from legitimate artists that you you have to pay Get to pay. Yeah, That's right. to have your stuff put on mainstream radio. Which is legal, they say. It's no more payola. No
0: payola, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, it's called so, advertising.
5: Yeah, right. So so my whole campaign now is based on folk like all of you and word of mouth and kind of like in the back of your car with the CDs or the or, or the 45s. I mean, word of mouth is what's gonna have to push this. Yeah, okay.
3: What about if well you're on YouTube? In terms of social, what role do you think that social media can help
5: spread the word on? Social track? media, I think, would be huge. But I don't know anything about social media. Okay. I, I, I just got a new phone, and I'm trying to still figure <laughs> it out. I mean, I, I I went I went from the flip, you know. So I mean, what 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 can I say? I mean, so I mean, I I need someone, even if I have to hire someone, say, hey, what what can I do with this? I was trying to take it from YouTube, and and and, and put it on um Instagram. I mean I have no clue. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm at the mercy of anyone who would know how to do this and if they don't cost too much. Yeah, help SOS.
0: <laughs>
4: you know right. you know Chris that's
0: something that uh we we'll, we'll talk <clears throat> to you about that because that's what we do. Um okay. you know uh did you hear the music that we put out on Peter Wayne? You you familiar with it?
5: Yeah. Yes.
0: Have you heard the song music?
5: No, I haven't heard music. I heard something you did earlier in the summer, which I thought was fabulous.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our that's our stuff. We're gonna to talk to you about that. Ray and I will we'll give you a call. We'll have okay. a little conference call off air. We'll talk about that. Great. We'll, we'll tell you about that. because I like the song and I think Ray likes Thank it you. as well. Uh, Thank Consuelo. you. Consuelo. what do you think?
1: Let me just say, I was in here jamming. I don't know if you saw I got up and I was playing it really loud <laughs> so my neighbors can hear it. Um So word of mouth, word of vibration, word of energy, word of spirit, I'm for it. But let me also explain to you that this generation here, they realized that what they were listening to or what they were producing, they needed to go back and and correct some of their behavior. And I'm gonna say this with all honesty, Bruno Mars and Anderson Mm -hmm. Pack, Silk Sonic, Mm -hmm. they've been redoing music. Yes. That's from when I was born, okay. And I'm saying this for a reason. There is a purpose, and there's still you are still relevant, and people want to hear music that has foundation, that has purpose, that has a meaning and a sub meaning. Like back in the day, you know, now they want to they want to be like, give it to me. But back in the day, they talked. To them. <laughs> okay, Mac Daddy, you don't talk smooth to me. <laughs> okay, maybe I get a little kiss.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what we need to get back to right. as as a as a as a person who sings as a person who listens to music the the vibration that's going on now is that people really 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 want to understand the lyrics and they really 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 are getting back to musicianship on all levels so that right. you hear the strings you hear the harps you hear the the horns, you hear the drum, and everything is not so messed up on each other, but right. it comes across as like this is what it's supposed to sound like.
2: Right, indeed. Right. Tattle Well, you know, listening to it, it, it takes you back to that era where things were like nice and easy. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you didn't, you didn't you didn't have to impress women with material things. I mean, when, when you know, uh, y'all might be a little younger than me. But uh, (laughs) like you know, when I was a kid, (laughs) when I was a kid, we didn't even have book bags. We had a strap. Remember? Right. A strap you put around your book. Yeah. And sometimes those those big textbooks were like kind of cumbersome. And all the girl of you to say, "How you doing?" You know, let me carry your books for you. And she (laughs) gonna give you carry the books. You walk home. It was like real simple. Yeah. Real simple. And music like that takes you back to that time of love when it's real simple. Right, and and in and, and, and people in in my age group, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear things when things were simple because it makes them smile. Right, it makes them smile. You know, they might be in a the wheelchair, they might be using their walker, their cane, but when that music comes on, it's going to make them smile. And that's what we want: these smiles. Right. So you know, you know, you keep you keep doing that, keep putting smiles on people's faces. Because like I said, it takes us back to that time of. Innocence, you know, music like that, and 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 the glory of that music, it predated the crack era. The crack era is actually what changed urban music. It mm. got very
5: violent. Crack me. Crack did that.
0: Good point. That's a good point.
5: Right. So, point. Um, if any of your 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 viewers and listeners would like to get it, all they have to go do is go to YouTube, Chris mm-hmm. Curry Music V E V O. Chris Curry, Yeah, Chris Curry, it's all one word. Okay. Chris Curry music, V E V O. When you get there, you see my face on the left with the white hat, click that. And then just um, give it the thumbs up, please give a thumbs up. And they'll be able to um, listen to my whole catalog of songs and, and videos There's 26 all together. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice.
0: Now, how can I get in touch with you if Someone wanted you to come in and do some work with them and produce some things and arrange some things. How can someone get in touch with you, Chris?
5: Well, all they have to do is call 212 502 2211. 212 502 2211. Chris yeah. Carey, oh, they can always call you.
0: That's right. I'll plug them in without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. Now, what I want to ask you, too, now we want to go. We talked a little bit earlier, I mentioned about your passion also for, you know, the violence that's been permeating our neighborhoods for years and years and years. You put together some projects. Yes. I saw um, Sticky Fingers in one. I saw, right. I listened to Peter Wayne. Right. Tell us about how that came about, what made you wanna do that and what that's all about.
5: Okay, um, back in in the, in the- Well, I forgot the year. I think it was the late 70s. Um, Clifford Glover was killed on New York Boulevard, which is now um, Guy Brewer, by Mm -hmm. Officer Shea. Um, um, And and it was such an uprising. I was with WWRL at the time, and Mm -hmm. I was covering that story for the station. And after being there with his mother and, and the family and seeing what was happening in the community and whatnot, I say, you know, this is not necessary. There should not be another <clears throat> Mrs. Glover. Well, not long after that, Randy Evans in Brooklyn, he got killed, and then wow. not long after that, it was someone else. And I said, you know what? You know, um, who will be next? And that was my first song that I did, um, which I think is one of my my hallmark songs in this in this whole piece of of, of violence. You know, there's five songs, and this is where a ten year old girl. Is, is is apprehensive about even going outside or going to school because she thinks there's a bullet out there with her name on it. Wow. And that's what the whole song basically is about. Um, so, I mean, that that kind of started. And then from there, I went to a song because I took it to the radio station. They say, it doesn't meet the criteria in tempo for what they were playing at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I said, but At the time, I'm tired of our young people ending up in caskets and coffins, which is not their time. So then I went and did a song called Stop the Violence, which was up temple, the same temple, what they wanted, you know, beats per minute and a whole bit. um, Still didn't get anywhere on the air. Um, So from there, I went and did um, When the Shoes on the Other Foot, which is what Peter Wayne is in, which I think is my hallmark song of, of uh, what is taking place. Um, I won't give that storyline away because I want people to really go to that channel and see exactly what the outcome of that is, which is, which is so sad. And then I did another one, <clears throat> You Know Who You Are, which, which is, and all of these songs, by the way, I wrote with the shooters and the perpetrators of all this violence in our community for them. It's not mm-hmm. for me, you or anyone else, but it's for them. So that they can see themselves and what the havoc they create and cause in our yes. communities. Yes. So, so when they look at it, because I did have someone from Texas call and say, hey, when he when he saw when the shoes on the other foot, he said he was a gangbanger or whatnot. It hit him so hard, he put his guns and everything down really? and called to thank me because really? and I said, well, at least there's one that I know of. All right, that's you know, right that did that. Excellent. And, and Excellent. And the last song is Because of You. And that's where people in the community talk about because of you, I will not see my son, you know, who's dead. Because of you, my daughter will not be able to walk down the aisle. Because of you, I can't ride the subway. I can't walk the street because of you. So, and these are different people in the community who are saying these words. It's not just recording artists. It's regular folk who I captured on the street to say this. So all of this is in that series, which you can also get over at Chris Curry Music, VEVO. Um, and if you look, you'll see all those songs listed.
0: You know, that's amazing. You know, your first song that you wrote about that, you talked about it with uh, Glover. What year was that, Chris?
5: Oh, when was he killed? Oh, boy. You, you, you might have to Google that. I mean, I know that was in the in the 70s.
0: Okay. The point. This is the point. It hasn't stopped, and it's still going on today.
5: Right, right.
0: That's the point. Yeah. Yousef Hawkins. Yes. I mean, so many, so many. You know. um, And it still, and it still goes on today. You know, from from various reasons and various people's hands, it still goes on today, and it's going on more and more each and every day. These nineteen-year-olds are dying left and right. Our youth are killing each other left and right. All the whole thing we went through with the you know with uh Michael Brown and 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 all of that that just within the last five years, everything, nothing has changed. Right. Nothing <clears throat> has changed. It's actually gotten worse. You know, right. it's gotten worse. I don't know what the answer is.
5: You know, um I have one of the answers. What is that? Okay. <clears throat> Um, I was in Far Rockway not long ago at one of the meetings and they were talking about, oh, we need more police when when, the, when the, the kid got killed on the A train at the station. Yeah. Oh, we need more police. Where's the police? Where's the police? I, and, I, and I stood up and I said, listen, I said if the if the police are in the front of the car, you think someone's going to shoot someone in the front of the car? Right. They're going to shoot someone in the back of the car. Right. If the police are in the front, in the back of the car, they're you think they're going to the shoot someone? They're going in the middle of the car. Right. They're going to be so the police can't be everywhere, but guess what? You and the people in the community are everywhere, the eyes and the ears. You can police yourselves. Right. And what's this nonsense about snitching? How you snitching isn't on, on something that, that uh, someone's perpetrating a crime and, and, and you're part of it and you snitch. No, right. I said, right. you you see something, you can give a call without giving your name. Hey, he drove a blue car, he went up to the street, and he was six feet tall with green eyes and a red hat. Come on, in your community. Secondly, most of the people who are in these different communities who are doing these killings, they're not the ones who's paying rent or mortgages, but they live in somebody's house. So that means you got people in your household and you're afraid to go look and see what they have in their drawers under their mattress and behind the cupboards, in the closets, but they're in your house and they come in and you're sitting there knowing that Mrs. Sue's son just got killed down the street and your son got a gun in here, but you won't talk to him or say, hey, you can't even police your own house, but you want the police to police Mm. the community. Come on, folks, let's let's, be serious. You're right about that. You're right about
0: that, man. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's it's called being lazy, not being accountable. That's what that is. Like I always say, a lot of people don't want knowledge because knowledge forces you to be accountable. It forces you to do better. Right. And a lot of people really don't want to do better. They're comfortable in that situation they're in. Um, just give an example. I'm not an advocate of, you know, religious, religions, but one thing I'll say uh, about the Nation of Islam they have a certain discipline, uh, the way they dress. The way they groom themselves. Police know not to mess with them. Uh, these thugs on the street also know not to mess with them. All right. They know that by the way they carry themselves and they stick together as a collective. And that's something that we, as people of African heritage, we all have to do that. We all have to do that. Right. Until it, that.
5: Until it happens to you, then you want. Some justice. Who killed?
2: Exactly. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. and then it's like a double standard because we say, "Yo, can't trust the police. do want the police around." And and then what? The first thing we do, we hit nine one one. Okay, <laughs> what, what's, it, what's it going to be? We got this double standard. I'm seriously. We as a people, we're, we're, we're the biggest hypocrites. Right. We really are. We're the biggest hypocrites, and we have to stop that. You know. Right. And 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 like I. I said to one person some years back I said the ones that are causing all the hell in our neighborhoods are our kids exactly and then in the and they're out there how are you gonna have a kid uh 13 14 years old he comes back into the house one two three o'clock in the morning and you don't right. say nothing to him right you don't ask him hey how things are going in school nothing like that I'm like come on and uh, yeah we we have to really look at things like this right really I look at things like this because if if we wanna be responsible, we could change it. Exactly.
0: You know what, Um, the rules, you know, you talk about snitching, uh, Chris, and Tatt'll Tell, you, you talked about crack changing things, right, changing yeah. music. It changed the whole culture, the mm-hmm. drug game, the gangster rap, everything, the music changed a lot, and it changed the mindset of these kids, and it also changed the kids that was raising kids the whole generation of kids raising other kids, because that's what they are. When you got somebody 30 years old and they got a kid that's 15 and they're doing exactly the same thing that their child is doing, that's why you have a part of this problem as well. Mm-hmm. Then you have the older people that are afraid to even say anything to their grandsons or their, or their granddaughters or, or their younger sons because of fear of retribution. Now, there needs to be some rules set. There needs to be rules set to the street game because the street game has also changed. It's snitching. Snitching is, like Chris said, if we do a crime together, I tell on you, I'm a snitch. And I agree with that. If we do a crime together, I'm down, you down, I should not be telling on you, you should not be telling on me. But why is it snitching when the little girl that sat in her house Watching television gets get shot in the head because somebody was shooting outside. You know who did it, but you're, you're concerned about being labeled a snitch. Right. That's not, that has nothing to do with what the whole terminology and meaning of snitching is. Right. <clears throat> we have to go back to what is human, what makes sense. You're talking about policing the communities. You cannot police any of these communities without the help of the community. Right. Bottom line.
4: Because they're in fear of
0: retribution from kids that hang out in front of the building. And I understand it. Because these kids are terrorizing projects. They're terrorizing blocks. Right. Somebody has to say, I had enough. People are concerned about their safety. But like you said, somebody can pick up a phone and make a number, call a number without telling who they are. Because the only way we're going to stop this is that people got to start getting locked I- up and held accountable. I'm gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you an example. I watched something on YouTube, not YouTube, on Facebook today. Three oh, or four yeah. young kids looked like they was attempting to rob somebody. And this guy, older guy, caught them And he said, I've been waiting to catch y'all in the act. Now, I didn't, you know, not necessarily, you might not approve of the graphicness of what he did. He made them all strip butt naked. And he said, you want to rob somebody? You want to take somebody's clothes? He made these kids take off every piece of clothing they had and stand out in that street butt naked for everybody to see them. Now, that might be a little harsh, right? But they was about to rob somebody. I don't think so either, but I'm just trying to be politically correct. They was trying to rob somebody and take something that didn't belong to them right in their own community. Mm. And he made an example of them and he said, I was waiting. See, you know, we used to be able to do that kind of stuff. And now you can't even touch these kids. They'll, you know, they'll get in your face and then they'll call the cops on you. Right. So we have a problem, and it stems, and I always say this, man policing begins in your own home, like you just said, brother. Right. If you can't police your own, then how are they going to be able to go out in the street and act right? <laughs> the people in the community. We used to be where I, where I come from. Miss Jones down the block could slap me in the head if I was doing something wrong. Right. Without it being a big family fight. Why did you touch my kid? Right. When you saw one parent, she was everybody's parent. We respect mm-hmm. all parents. That mm-hmm. has changed, and I'm not I'm talking about severely changed. Mm-hmm. You can't even say nothing to somebody's kid without them. They ready to come to school, fight the teacher, jump the teacher with the kid. It, it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy out here, man. You know, it's really crazy. We have a real problem with all of this snitching. They watching these videos, they watching these, these rappers, they watching people that they think is thugs and gangsters cool. And if you say something, you will snitch. <laughs> Your yep. own brother got shot, and you can't say who did it. You
2: can't, right? right. Yeah, I've seen I've seen movies like that. too. On, and I said, This is this is so true. This is so true. Like I said, this this whole nonsense has to stop. And I'm gonna tell you when it's when when it started. There was one movie that started the whole gangster rap movement. One movie started it. All right, you know and it wasn't right even about. a black it wasn't even a black movie. Man. It was it it was Scarface Al Pacino. That oh. one movie. I'm telling you every gangster rapper has something from that movie in one of these songs, all right? And, and, and that movie came out at the beginning, the middle of the crack era, all right, with Tony Montana. And after that, everything went crazy. Uh, the, the black family was totally destroyed, all right? Not You know, not just the father wasn't there, not a mother wasn't there, all right? So now the grandparents is raising the kids. Well, you're not grandparents, it's grandma raising the kids. Mm -hmm. and these kids, you know then 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 these group homes came up kids living in group homes all right and that that whole generation we we lost them right
0: right right to where we're at today yeah got the gangs and the gangs just took over and now everybody is in a gang yep you know it's 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 a it's it's an epidemic
5: right but, but there, there are examples of folk who have changed their communities for the best because at one time, Newark, New Jersey was terrible. They were they were worse than Chicago, New York, Detroit. And now since um, Roz Baraka became knew mayor over there, knew I yeah. mean, you don't, you don't hear anything about yeah. the, the killings that you used to hear. Yeah, Newark um,
0: was off the chain, man.
5: They were off the chain and, and they're fabulous now because he understood them, he grew up with them, he spoke with them and he assisted them. He made them feel good about themselves, gave them respect, and and he got respect back as the mayor, and and everything is wonderful. Um, Jim Brown out in um, California did the same kind of thing out in the neighborhood there because he was in the trenches with them. He he, he spoke to them, asked them what they needed, what they wanted, and how they were um, destroying their very fiber of the communities that they grew up in, Mm -hmm. and what were they going to do. If the, 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 the communities was torn down, where were they going to live? What were they going to do? They couldn't move anywhere, so build up your community. So those are the only two examples I know where it has worked um, proficiently. <clears throat> um, the Million Man March that we had a few years ago, there was awesome, it was fabulous. Right. And everyone came out and they were there. The only issue I saw with that after looking at it over and over again, is that a lot of them didn't have any marching orders leaving them there on what to do when they went back to their communities. So, if we uh, had had some kind of information on how to handle that, we would perhaps be so much better off. Yeah, So yeah. much better. Yeah. I mean, it was great on that yeah. day, yeah. but what do you do day after day after day after having that great good feeling of all these men willing to work in their communities with no marching orders, with no instructions. Right. So you know, I think you, you have watch.
4: the
1: answer. I think yes. they do what you do. Yeah. I think that they find out what creative outlet that they can create in their environment to not only highlight what it is, but give an option in regards to we can all do better. Um, so I'm always a big advocate for people to be the change that they want to see and we think that it has to be some grand scale like it's going to take 500 people to do it no it takes one person and that person is you and you and you and you it's all of us collectively i like what you men say and i say that with 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 great honor i'm always privileged to be around seasoned men that 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 got some some old school flavoring because not only is it attractive it is wisdom It is wisdom on how we need to operate. There's some young people that need to know how to tie a tie. There's some young people that need to know how to dress. There are some young people that need to know how to talk to a lady. There are some young people that need representation of menhood. I'm going to say this and it may not be popular, but you know, I don't care because I got y'all around me to protect me. All I got is two moves, windmill and pick up a chair. And I don't got to do it because my brothers are right around me. Right. Masculinity is being damaged
4: Absolutely. in the
1: black community by Absolutely. all costs. They are yeah. telling us, you don't matter. They are telling us that we don't need you. They are telling our black boys you're not important. They just had something on news media where some little, um, I say little teacher, educator, uh, was talking about, uh, I'm a racist. White teacher telling his kids uh, to all degrees, listen, Malcolm X says, how dare you allow them to teach our children? Why would you let the enemy teach your children? We have to be our first educators. We have to be our first defense mechanism for our community. And we have to really, really understand that love is not just a word. It's a deed of action. It is a cause that we must continue to do. And I'm not even talking about just love somebody because they're Black. You need to love. And I think that'll change the mindset. They got us pitting against each other thinking that we're the problem, they're the problem. If you're fat, if you're Black, if you're gay, if you're white, that has nothing to do with anything. Let's strip it all down. If you are good to your people, if you're good to yourself, you're good to in your household, let that be the first example. And then when other people come into your household, you take care of that baby and feed that baby, even if he's not yours. You, If you see that he lacking something, tell your son, get the old pair of shoes that you got, give it to him. Men. I'm so appreciative that I'm hearing you talk, because I'm telling you, our manhood, our manhood. When I say our man, I'm obviously I'm not a man, but the the manhood at state is 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 being challenged. So you're needed, you're needed, and you're wanted, and I think that's where the foundation um, of crumbling came into part. Because once you take the man out of the homes. That begins where the damage is. We need you back in the homes. We need you back in our communities. We need you to say what you need to say. And it doesn't have to be um, a whole bunch of fancy semantics. You can use the $2 words, and that baby boy or that baby girl will hear you.
0: There you go. I agree. Yeah. You know, one of the things, one of the things that I always talk about, and we have a tendency as, as adults not to want to talk to the younger people because we say, you know what? They're not going to listen to me. They're rude, they're dumb, you know, um, I'm living and, uh, you know, they have to figure it out. You know, um, and we leave the problems of the world on the next generation. But you just said something that's very important. How are we leaving the problems that exist today on them and they have no tools. Right. They have no tools. And the tools come from us. You know, you mm-hmm. get to a point Well, you know, I did my thing. I'm retired. I'm too old. You know, uh, no, no, no. That is the problem right there. Right. We have an obligation to give what we know to them. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not do it in, in, a, in a massive sense, but if you do it one person at a time, one, <laughs> one young man at a time, one young woman at a time then maybe that young man or woman will go back and tell their friends what they found out. Right. We mm-hmm. have to make the effort because the knowledge that we have yeah. and the wisdom just from living is definitely more than what they know. If you're 19 and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm 50, 60 plus, you cannot tell me you know what I know. Right.
1: Because
4: mm-hmm. I can
0: tell you some things that you've never heard of before. Number one, your mentality is nowhere near where it's going to be 40, 30 years from now. Facts. So as a young man, you talked <clears throat> about learning how to tie a tie. A young woman learning how to take care of her hygienics <laughs> hygiene the proper way. How to dress the proper way. How to how to conduct herself with, with young men. Right. If Those things are not taught to mm-hmm. them. Then how can you criticize them later on for not knowing what to do? Right. Right. You have to be able to tell them what to do you no matter whether you think they're listening because I'm going to tell you something you get a gang of a gang of kids right and you talk to them and they might even get smart out the mouth and that one that got the smartest mouth is probably the one that needs it the most and he's probably the one that's going to retain that information the exactly. one you think you can't reach a lot of times is the one that you reach first exactly and if we don't yeah. reach back and give it back because oh they hardheads. They all, you know, they're all the gang, you know, they 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 don't listen. They just want to smoke weed, this, that. They do it because that's all they know. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. That's all they see. Their heroes are their friends. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. The heroes is not, is not, <clears throat> if, if if you're not an example <clears throat> to someone that's watching you, whether you see them or not. See, my obligation as a man is to make sure that these young men, when they look at me, whether they know me or not, yo, that, that cat is on point, man. Right. I like, I like that guy's style, man. I like the way that man is carrying himself. You don't have to know me personally. Right. But I'd have to conduct myself in a manner just in case you are watching me.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. There's a standard already set.
0: I'm not out there with you with my pants hanging down and doing what you're doing and coming to your level. No, you got to come up young man. You got to get where I'm at. Right.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you want to know, I'm going to teach you. And if you don't want to know, I'm still going to tell you, but I'm going to show you by example.
5: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to segue on what you just said, I did that on the um, Q77 bus runs down Springfield Boulevard, a bunch of young guys, they had a basketball and they were talking smack and saying stuff. I, so I said, Hey, you know, um, um, what do you know about that rock? He said, "Oh, I can blah 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 blah." I said, "Yeah, but you know, the way you're talking here on the bus is is is, is not conducive to to anything that you want to do." I said, "Because I'll take you out here right now and and, and bust you up." So now his <laughs> boys, they say, "Oh, oh. So,
2: <clears throat>
5: so so we get off the bus right there, you know, um, we go to the park." So what? I said, "Yeah." So I said, um, "I get the ball." Seven points, I win, right? So he's there, and I go to the free throw line. <clears throat> Seven points, okay? So he don't know nothing about D. He's standing there, and his friends are laughing. But, you know, I shoot free throws. I mean, that, that's, thing. made it. Boom. That's what you do. Give it to me again. I give him the ball, <laughs>
4: But
5: but what, but what he's doing is, I got my hands already in the shooting position. I don't have them down where I got a good, you know, and he's giving me the ball in shooting position. So now I make a long story short. I, I, I make it, I beat him. He scored two baskets. I got 74. He did. And then I took him over and I said, yeah, good game. I said, let me show you what you did wrong. Well, uh, one, you don't have any sweet spots. You running around the court, crazy, just throwing up anything, hoping it was going in you mm-hmm. see, But if you notice where did I shoot from? He said, a free throw. And I had two other spots. I ran like I was going to free throw. You ran there, but then I went left and shot from my other spot. I said, I said, get some sweet spots. I said, understand the game of basketball is the same way you should in life to be able to cultivate and make it work. You know? So his yeah. friends, they look around himself. So I told them all to come there and I showed them a few things and Went and bought them something to eat, you know, at it, 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 that deli who's right there, and it was wonderful, you know. It was no more of that, and they were looking, and, and I stayed in touch with one of them, and one guy he went, um, um, he contacts me because he has a son now, and he never forgets that time in the park.
4: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's
0: that's great.
5: Yeah. So great. so that goes back on what you said. We have to show them.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
5: and they and they thought, so even like now, I just turned 76 on Wednesday. Wow,
0: congratulations, and, brother.
5: Yeah, and, and I'm Good still birthday. out there teaching. I mean, I don't have the moves that they have, but they don't have, they don't understand the science of the game. It's, it's just geometry. Oh. It's just muscle memory. It's all those little things that when you put it together with their athletic abilities and everything, I mean, they can shine. Wait a you minute! Know, you how what... old did
1: you say you was? Wait a minute! Hold the hold the <laughs> lettuce, hold the pickle. What? Hold the phone! Hold the phone! Hold the phone! What did you say you were, sir? 70, Seventy-six. I'm telling you, black really don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> have to say what lotion you using so I can get it. Thank you, and please.
4: <laughs>
0: hey, 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 let me tell you something. Now, I was going to get to that. You know, we got a few minutes. This this gentleman here is an advert basketball player has been for many years. And I've heard about you, Chris. Tell us about that. (laughs) I know you got a passion because I play ball too and I love it. Tell me about your ball game, brother.
5: Well, coming up, in terms of the folk I was around, you know, I I was like, at the end of the bench. Because everyone else was just so phenomenal. Mm. So my thing then was defense um, passing and blocking shots. I didn't, I didn't cultivate the shooting until later because I wanted to be able to stand out defensive player. Um, so when I got in my 30s, that's when I began developing shooting, just mm. techniques, just shooting. And, and and now, I mean, I could go to the free throw line and, and hit a few free throws with my eyes closed because it's just memory
4: mm-hmm. and
5: you can see it. So, I mean, that that basically is it. I
0: see you got that number thirty up on your wall back there.
5: Yeah, that's um that that's that's Stefan He signed that for me, um before Curry he, to Curry, Curry yeah. to Curry. Uh, you can see that it says you can. Oh yeah, I see <laughs> it. Number thirty. It says, it says Curry you can read Curry to Curry from here. Oh, I got good eyes, brother. I don't miss. Wow. That. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm the one with the bad eyes, but he can okay.
1: see it. Yeah, it
5: says Curry to Curry, and 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 I was able to get that because he wasn't famous then. Wow! Yeah, so wow. so that's why I framed it and got the 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 whole um, identification thing at the bottom. So who knows one day? You never
4: know. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So Chris,
0: real quick too, some of the groups that you that you actually performed with and that you sang with,
5: um, Raychem and Brown was one. I mean, I, I I did a lot of singing with Eddie Kendricks. I was on the Ooh. road with him. Um, <clears throat> matter of fact, we 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 were doing track dates. And the track days at the time consisted of real to real, and every club had to have a real to real player. One club out in Queens Encore didn't have a real to real player. So we, we